Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah Ishayahu, chapter 64, Isaiah 64, which is Perek Samach Dalid. In 63, we ended in the middle of Ishayahu's prayer. He was praying to God. And he, the last several verses of 63 were very unusual and forceful and almost shocking prayer where in verse 17 God Ishayahu turns to God and says why is it that you turned us away from your ways why did you turn our heart away from from worshiping you the way we explained it then was that what Ishayahu is asking for is a return to the days where God's justice is more obvious and more open. The days of the Exodus, when it was clear that God punished the evil oppressors and God miraculously saved the oppressed. Um, And that all these hundreds or thousands of years of exile and suffering and, and times when God's justice is anything but obvious, makes it difficult for people to stay stay with God, believe in God, be faithful to God, and so on. And in this sense, this is what Yeshayahu is asking for. He continues with this prayer in, in Samach Dalet, in this chapter today, 64. And I, I want to read to you a few uh, earlier things which are really leads up lead up to 64 and help us understand it completely. So uh, first I want to turn your attention to uh, Yeshayahu, um, uh, chapter 48, Memchas, starting with the, the third verse, which is really where God kind of explained why he um, used to treat us in a much more obvious, much more, uh, um, uh, in a way where his face wasn't so hidden. Uh, back then we said, Long ago, I told you the things that were going to happen. I informed you that I was going to perform miracles and I was going to do A, B, and C, and then I did it. I did it out of my own knowledge, God said, because I knew that you were a stubborn people. And I thought that um, this would work. I'm skipping a little bit some of the verses there, but God goes uh, uh, several several verses here explaining his, his uh, so to speak, uh, thinking process, if, if you will. And I told you then beforehand, I told him before things should happen, I told you what would happen. Because I was afraid that if I didn't tell you beforehand and predict it, that you might attribute it to some other power, some other force. You heard all of this. And so on. I told you all, all, all this news. And um, however, Gamlo Shamata in verse 8, you didn't listen then. Gamlo Yadata. Kiyadati, because I knew that you were just going to rebel. So, in other words, I tried that method and it didn't work. And therefore, God says, It is only in my name from now on that I'm going to do this. I'm not doing anything special for you. I won't allow you to be cut off, so I will let you survive. However, I'm going to purify you, low because if not with silver, but I'm going to purify you in 
in, um, in affliction. So now you're going to go through a time period of affliction. This was God explaining to us what the exile, what the times of affliction, the times when we don't see His, his face, we don't see His, his justice obviously anymore. Um, that was Isaiah 48. It's extremely important to keep that in mind when we read 64 today. Another thing is um, in chapter 43, verse 16, um, I mean verse 18, it says, Altiskuru rishonos v'kadmonios altisbonanu. Don't think anymore about the way uh, I used to treat you in the olden days, because hinniosachadosha, because now in the new days of redemption, ato titzmach, I'm going to be again like I was rishonos. Rishonos, as we've seen many times, refers to the way I dealt with you in the past, the time of specifically usually referring to the Exodus, but the times of miracles, the times when God's justice. So we see a pattern. We see God stating that that there was a time in the past when I dealt with you in a miraculous way and my justice was obvious. And we know that that time resulted in the acceptance of the Jewish people of God at, at Sinai. And that then there's a long period of suffering and that period came about because we didn't listen, we didn't pay attention during the time when it was more obvious. And then there's going to be a time in the future when miracles will happen again and justice will happen more obviously again. Um, just one or two more things I, I want to read to you just to complete these thoughts. Again, in chapter 51, verse 9, Uri, Uri, live she owes zero Adonai. This is where Isaiah prays to God and says, Wake up, wake up. Uri kime kedem doros olamim. Right, wake up like you did in the old days. And I'm skipping a little. Hello, You're the one that dried up the sea and brought the people in through the sea. So bring us back again, and bring back the people to, to... So there's Isaiah praying that this time of open, clear justice should come about again. And then one more thing where God says in, verse, in chapter 54, verse 7, And for a few moments I left you, but in great mercy I will gather you again. So there where God is saying that, yes, I'm going to have this period of time and I do have this period of time now of suffering, but it's going to end. Now we can look at 64, which is the chapter we're studying now, and completely understand it. And we're still in the middle of Isaiah's prayer, which didn't end. Um, this uh, chapter shouldn't really, should really be attached to the previous one. Um, just in the Christian numbering system, they plunked in a new number here for some reason. But he's continuing with the prayer. Kikidach eish hamosim. Just like God, he's praying to God, just like fire burns down uh, the brush, the dry brush, and mayim tiveish, and just as water extinguishes flame, lodia shimcha make your name known to those that 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 are your your enemies, those that are enemies of God, mipanecha from before you gayim your gazu, the nations should should have fear, they should tremble with fear. When you do things that are wondrous, that we couldn't even hope for when we see such things, and you came down um, from, from, from before you and, and melted mountains or mountains shook. Um, so so he, again, he's asking that God intervene in this miraculous way, like doing wonders, such things 
have never been heard, have never been seen. Um, Right, things that eyes have never seen, other than than you, God, can imagine such things or do such things or know such things. Things that you do for those who who have who have faith in you, who trust you, who wait for you. And then he said, however, so these are things that you did in the past, and he's praying that you do them in the future again. Pogato et sos You have this is um. A continuation of his complaint to God that your period of time, where of, of suffering of exile, resulted in in us leaving you. Pagata, you have struck him. He who would have been very happy to do righteousness, to do good, had you continued to to treat us that way, like you did back then, and like we're praying that you do in the future, that people would have been totally happy to do tzedek, to do righteousness. And they would have remembered you in in in, uh, in your ways, the, uh, you know, as, as they as they saw, you know, your presence in this world. It is you that got mad at us. You got angry at us and punished us, and then we sinned. It's important to note that Ishayahu here, um, um, uh. Uh, is including himself, you know, in those that were the sinners, Vanechata, and we sinned. Bahem Olam Vanivashea. We have been uh, um, in them, or uh, I saw a translation in steeped in them for, for so long, Vanivashea, and Vanivashea, that we should still be saved. In other words, can we be saved? By the way, this explanation that I've been saying now. Um, is is based on the explanation of, of uh, a little bit of the Radak, um, but of uh, this pasuk, what I just read, uh, verse four, I translated it the way the Malvim translates it, and this understanding of um, of Yeshayahu's prayer here, uh, um, and 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 his and his um, complaint against God, uh, and uh, regard regarding how you know in when, when God hides His face from us. Yishayahu is kind of blaming God and saying that that's what causes the sinning. This I also um, derived from the words of the Malbim. And now we became, this is verse 5, we have all become like, like someone who is unclean, someone who is Tame. And even all of our good deeds, even all of our good deeds are, 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 just, are, like, are just addressing. They're just we just do them in order to look good on the outside. We keep all these mitzvot um, because because we can't believe them deep down on the inside. We don't have that deep feeling of trust or faith anymore. But on the outside, we dress up like we're supposed to just to show. Uveged idim. This is translating idim as as witnesses. Clothing of of, of, of our, our tzidkos, our righteousness is just like a, a clothing which we wear to show the other people. And we all are withered like leaves. This reminds us of the same language used um, uh, in, in chapter 1, verse 30. Um, just to read it real quick. Where, where Ishayahu said, Like a tree whose leaves are withered. The same words being used over there. That the people, when they, when they are are um, not with God, 
are like withered, uh, dried out leaves. And our sins get carried off like the wind. So, um, I'm sorry, they carry us off like the wind. That's what, ha- that's what our sins are doing. Um, and that was, I, I mentioned that just to show another of the, I don't know how many examples I've already given of the same similar language and ideas being used in the supposed first half and second half of Yeshayahu. The Ein Korei V'Shimcha, and we continuing with verse 6, yet despite all, all of this suffering and all of this um, uh, lack of apparent justice, none of us are None of us is calling out your name. And no one is calling out your name. Nobody is waking themselves up to cling to you, God. Because you've hidden your face from us. You made us melt because of our sins. Our sins have made us melt. We've turned into nothing. We're depressed. We lost faith. We lost hope. Remember, this is the faith. This is Yeshayahu talking to God. Just a few chapters ago, uh, in 62, we had Yeshayahu telling the people, don't lose faith, don't give up hope, keep clinging to God. Uh, uh, never be silent. But when he talks to God, he's talking reality here. But now you, God, you are our Father. This is, you're our only last hope. We are the clay, you are the, you are the, the, um, the potter, you're the one who made us. You, uh, we are all the work of your hands. Um, God, don't be angry so much like you are. Just look really back quickly at 50, verse 50, chapter 57, verse 16. Where God said, I'm not going to be angry at you forever. I will not be forever angry. So now Isaiah is flipping that back to God and saying, do not be angry so much. And stop remembering our sin forever. Just look, please look at us. We are your nation. Your holy cities have become like a desert. Zion has become like a, like a wilderness. And Jerusalem is destroyed. Our holy temple and our glory. Where our fathers praised you and, and prayed to you and has become burnt in flames and everything that we loved has become destroyed over such things God you should you should um, hold yourself back you should ignore us you should restrain yourself you're going to be silent and just continue us, continue making us suffer so much. Is that how it's going to be? So this is the end of Isaiah's prayer in chapter 64. Thank you for joining us and looking forward to studying chapter 65 together.